podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Good afternoon and welcome to the first, uh, I don't know, co-podcast, mutual podcast between Finn fans and two old Dolphins. So we have uh, Lou and Mike on the line with us and uh alex and i alex and scott are sitting across from each other in in the little studio that we have here and uh we're ready to uh to tackle some topics and uh, we're almost at mid-season in uh maybe one of the least positive seasons that the dolphins have had in a long time and so um We'll see uh, how all four of us uh, line up or don't line up uh, and uh, hopefully have an interesting conversation here. Of course, the hot topic, if you look at Twitter or any other social media, listen to any of the radio stations, follow uh, the message boards, wherever you get your stuff, wherever you interact with other Dolphins, um, unless you live under a rock, Watson is the topic, right? We're all either pulling for him or dreading the possibility of bringing him in. And so I figured that we would uh, start with the, uh, with the topic of Watson. Um, the question being, do we want him? Do we not want him? Um, are we comfortable with uh, making a move for him? How do, we, how do we see that affecting you know the team as we have it now? All of that stuff. And uh, there's a lot of news around it, too. So I'll serve that one up as our first topic. And uh, we'll see what uh, what Mike has to say about it. Why don't you open it up for us, Mike? Well, with me, I, my thoughts are, you know, is he guilty of this, you know, uh, being inappropriate with uh, 20-something women? Uh, if he is guilty, then then no, I don't want him. But uh, mm-hmm. if, if it turns out that, uh, you know, they've kind of ganged up on him for cash, which is a possibility. Uh, then I think he would upgrade the quarterback position. And in that case, I'd be for it. Lou, what do you think? <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's look at the positives, right? The positives. He's a great player. He'd help the team. He's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, that's where it ends. <laughs> the negatives are everything else that comes with him. Um, you know, you've got a three-ring circus if he comes to town. If, if in fact, they do make this trade, um, you know, the media is just going to be all over us in regard to it. Um, there's so many question marks in regard to the legalities. And, um, you know, th- the amount of compensation – is, you know, is something that, you know, right now we thought this team was close, but as we've evaluated them through the seven games of this season, I don't 
really see us being as close as we all felt they were going to be at this point. So mm-hmm. that compensation, you know, we may need, you know, there's a lot of areas that have to be addressed on this football team. So, mm-hmm. you know, there again, the positive is phenomenal football player, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but everything else that comes with it is, is all negative in my eyes. I'll take it, and you can be the closer this time, Alex. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> to me, uh, if I if I put my business hat on for a minute, it boils down to risk, right? Uh, it, the, the question is, you know, are we actually going to do something to pull the trigger before the trade deadline, which is is coming up? And um, <clears throat> for me, it's uh, an absolute no. It's a thousand percent no because we're not going to know whether he's guilty or not before the trade deadline. That's just not going to happen. And so now you have to look at the risk factor. What are the odds? You know, how do you calculate that in your mind? What are the odds of um, there being an impact on him, uh, either criminal impact or NFL suspension impact or? combination of both uh and what are we going to give up for him so um if we give up the house for him and uh all you know all these picks and trading players around and you know get all crazy and in the greer swap mode um and uh we end up giving an awful lot for him which has been reported we will then the risk is enormous that if anything on happens on the bad side of uh, of a deal like that with Watson, that it, it's going to wreck us for many years to come. Mm-hmm. Alex, you got to close on that. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, a couple of things. Uh, as you know, I've I've given uh, a lot of thought to this Watson because I was, uh, y- you know, uh, Mike Louis. I, I I was a, you know, a thousand. I'm the thousand percent guy. When I say something that <laughs> that that I'm so sold into it, I say a thousand percent because yes, I want to emphasize. I love Watson before he went into his massage venge or whatever the hell he was doing over there. <laughs> I, I I I wanted him, and I would have, and I've told Scott I would have given up three number ones. Everybody told me I was nuts, and those three number one would have been Jackson, Noah, Tua. I have no problem. Those three number ones. The problem is now today in today's day and age. Uh, I don't want, you know, if you're telling me you're giving up picks that, that Greer's doing, I'm, I'm okay with it almost, like giving up anything. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm okay with it. But 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 the problem is, is Watson. Okay, uh, 22 women, it's, 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 it's almost impossible that these are all ganging up, you know, with all due respect, 22 women. It's like, it's pretty much, there's so much smoke that it's, it's, I believe this guy, you know, I believe in due process, uh, but I do have my concerns about him and what he's doing. Number two is, now I look at his team, and, and, and we are becoming like the Houston Texans of the South or whatever of, of the Florida. I mean, we got Fuller. They had Fuller. Now we want Watson. They got they got tons. So there's so much interchange. We, we know McKinney. We got – I mean, we have so many things that we're getting from the Texans. Uh, if you look at the Texans, they were 4-12 and 12 last year with Watson. Yep. And I, I don't think we're that much better than them. So I, I agree. I agree 100% with, uh, with everything that's being said here that I'm concerned that – you know that this team uh, gets Watson, and we're going to get better, but we're not going to be Super Bowl better. And right. and and that's my problem. That's at this point, there's too much baggage, man. Well, too still, much baggage. You'll still need a running game. You still need the parts and components that you need to win. You know, you need a decent mm-hmm. defense to go with them. It's it's not just Watson. Offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, that's the big thing. The right. offensive line. Yeah. I mean, if you know, you bring Watson in. 
you know, without any kind of blocking in front of him, you know, how successful is he going to be on this football team? And as you just mentioned, Alex, the situation is if you compare our team to Houston, they're actually playing better football than we are at this point. And that's pretty damn scary to me. <laughs> I, and I mean, seriously, I've watched they're scoring. them. And they're scoring more than we are. Yes, they're, they're competing. You know, they're <laughs> competing in football games. And this is without Tyrod Taylor, who was their starter. I mean, they're competing with basically, you know, a backup to Tyrod Taylor. A third-string so, quarterback basically a third string quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with all that being said, I mean, how much is he going to add to this football team? Is is it, is it a situation where, yes, you're bringing in a quarterback that you're going to have here possibly again, you know, that, that, then it becomes the risk factor, as you guys all mentioned, you've got to constantly concern yourself with that. And in all honesty, it's just not worth it. It really isn't. I mean, business wise, like you said, Scott, who would want that, that big question mark over the top of your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a big monkey on your back, you know, that you got to carry until all these legalities get cleared up. So, um, you know, I think it'd be a foolish move on their part. I think that, um, you know, I think that they just have to move forward with two at this point Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, build around him with all these draft picks we have and, uh, you know, and move on from it. You know, I, I would not be happy about a trade. I saw two interesting things on the topic this week. Uh, actually, I just heard one from Alex while we were chatting. Did you know the FBI is involved with the investigation? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I did. I'm like, well, that either means that some of the potentially criminal stuff ha- happened <laughs> state li- across over state lines, state lines <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Or you know, there's some countersuit where he's claiming you know fraud and or blackmail, blackmail or stuff yeah. like that. Or yeah. or guys, this thing gets swept under the rug like they did with Kraft. I mean, what the hell ever happened with that? I think the, the <laughs> difference with Kraft it was a singular situation. I mean, this is was it? Yeah. Well, he well, wasn't accused was, of was, of anything but getting a happy ending. Right? Yeah. I mean, they were, if you enter I, into a business agreement with uh, with a woman who's, you know, in some places it's legal to do so. Yeah, it's even creepy. Here in he, the US, he's more then, of the sexual predator thing. That what yeah. Were they not Watson. underage, though? I thought that they... No, you know, no, no, no. Not no, that I heard. That, it wasn't any... No. Okay. Not that I've okay. heard. I mean, it's, gotcha. it's... This is this whole situation, it's got to be... We, we You know, as Dolphin fans, you know, man, I mean, I hate to go into all the cocaine-sniffing offensive line coach and all this stuff. I mean, we've got some embarrassment, bully gates. I, I, oh, I mean, God. can we stay clear of this junk? I mean, I, I, my, 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 my whole thing is I think that we got to clear it and then hopefully move forward. So, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with everybody. The, yeah, the other thing that Barry Jackson served up this week was quotes from Ross. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm really paying attention to any words or whatever that come out uh, from Mr. Ross. I think we'll uh, address some of that when we talk about front office and coaching as future topics, but... Um, he said, uh, uh, you know, Barry put it out there that Ross said, I, I don't want to make any moves in- involving someone until both the league and uh, authorities have exonerated or cleared Watson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So if he's stepping up and put a moratorium on something like that, I'm not I'm not sure why everyone's not locking down on that because you hear people still talking about because Watson it's weak. It's still, in the it's, national media. Scott, because it's weak. 
Yeah. Bottom line is Ross. Ross is this guy that comes out with all this social justice stuff and all the time talking about it, and yet he's even entertaining him at this point. I think it's detrimental to his image and the dolphin image. But one thing that bothers me, guys, is you want to put it out there uh, to what you guys think of this: the fact that, I mean, the fact that he's not playing and getting paid ten million bucks does it bug anybody? I mean, we think that we want that kind of a quarterback who's the leader of the team. I understand if you're a prima donna receiver. Okay, if you're a prima donna receiver and you are a uh, a moss, and you're saying, you know what, man, I'm going to get paid because I'm the best receiver in the world, and and I'm holding out, and but you're a quarterback, and you're the leader of that team, and you're seeing your team struggling out there, and he's just not, he's refusing to play. I mean, which I've never seen, which this. started before all of this mess. It started before he was accused of anything, and then he kept on going with it. So. Uh, is that the kind of leader we really want in Miami, guys? I'm just throwing it out there. I I'm, I I have concerns about his leadership. We're all in love with that talent, but I yeah. yeah. There's I mean, other concerns. There, there, a hundred percent is just to follow up what you were just saying, Alex. I mean, how smart can this guy be when he's got all the money in the world, and you have other situations? I mean, if you are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sexually motivated. <laughs> You know, to that extreme, I mean, you know, seriously, with all the money you have, this is what you have to do. You yeah. put yourself in this position. I mean, you know, there's there's <laughs> professional ways of going about this thing. Oh, and, no. um, you know, he put himself in a bad position. Mm-hmm. And it's, you it know, does. Yeah, it smells like another kind of issue. There, there's a, Absolutely. There's some, yeah. I think we might have like a, like a Winslow type issue. Because, guys, I mean, if you're a quarterback of a, of a college team, you can walk into any bar and and, and meet girls. And, yes. and he's the quarterback on 100. What is his contract? 111 million? Something like yeah. that. And you, I mean, he could walk in. He could own a bar and walk in. I mean, it's just the whole thing is creepy and and good. Let's yeah. I, I'm, I have I'm we exhausted that one? I think so. Absolutely. No, no Watson. All for, right. Hopefully. <laughs> so uh, of course the raging you know talk across talk radio and podcasts and social media and everything right now is fire so and so fire the uh, Greer fire Flores you know. This whole season was a bit of an illusion to all of us. Alex and I bit on it. You know, Alex went to camp f- for a few days this year and saw it, and we were all really excited about the potential. After Wilson. All. Yeah. I love Wilson. <laughs> what the hell happened to him? Yeah, he was yeah. A, a, a camp darling. He was a champion. He was awesome when I was there. He was dominating in camp, and now, <laughs> yeah, what? What so, Wilson, yeah. So, yeah, we, we bit down on, on all of that, too, and uh, – and so this one win so far season, and that was a barely, is uh, it's more than just painful in terms of the team that we love to watch and follow and talk about. It's an embarrassment. And so let's let's tackle the next topic. We'll do one at a time. You know, uh, front office first. Oof. So Alex, why don't you start Oof. off this time? Front office. Front office. Boy. Uh. <laughs> Look, Greer, Greer's a nice gentleman. That's all I ever hear. But, I, I, you know, nice people, you hang out, you have a barbecue with them, right? You know, you go and you play dominoes if you're Cuban, okay? You do whatever. But the sure as hell, you're not going to sit down and you want a nice guy to be your GM. He, he's, he's a terrible GM. He's been terrible. He's been, I used to think he was middle of the road. I'm convinced you said now. said that a lot in our I podcast. used to say that he was middle of the road. Now I think he's the the bottom half, just like our offense is rated, just like our defense, which is like almost the worst defense in the NFL right Another now. Another shocker. I mean, yeah. it, what, what, I, it, 
Greer has been 20 years with our team and, and has been 20 years of losing. And honestly, I, I really think he needs to go. And I, I could go back to the every single trade he's made. He's great at getting assets. He's horrible using those assets. Like he, when he gave up a when he gave up a second and a fifth for a guy that we all knew was a loser and a terrible quarterback in Rosen that you took his picture. Yeah. God damn it! All right, well, I'll take the, a moment and just that was horrific him and and tell this little story. So Alex oh and I God. were in Miami this weekend uh, and we went to the game. Hey Scott, did you even know that he was on the team? I didn't. I didn't. I did not I... know he was a Falcon. Oh. And so it was actually Andy poked me in the ribs and goes, look, look, all by himself, standing all alone out there, nobody around him. And right there on the sideline, because we were behind the Falcons bench, mm-hmm. was Josh Rosen. And so <laughs> I took my camera and I zoomed in on the back of him and I took a picture and immediately put it on Twitter and said, another fantastic uh, Greer move is in the house. What's <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, the third uh, string quarterback? great yeah. uh, what's that mike you say a third string quarterback in, in t- I don't oh know what he is i'm not sure what what string he is for the falcons i never went any further than that he's played for like four teams since we caught him but yes. he was you know he was suited up he was right there on the sideline horrific <laughs> i mean every single move greer has made uh not every but no 90 percent of we them. have some positives to talk there, about there's some positives towards the end of our hey stick around to the end of this it's not gonna be all bitching and complaining we'll, <laughs> no. we'll pull some positives out of this for for people who hang through the whole thing yeah but greer greer in my opinion uh has to go is he's part of the problem that we're having in, in our in our personnel and our in our in the coaching that he's that he's picking, yeah, all the way through, yeah. Because he higher flow, so when we get to flow, that's also that's 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 Greer. All right, Mike, what do you think about Chris Greer and and Chris Greer as a whole, meaning the staff that he has beneath him as well? It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code FINFANS at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. The Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is the perfect package for your package, and a key for great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn on a 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Rain, snow, or sleet are no match for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for this clipping. The package also comes with the Weed Whacker. This elite nose and ear hair trimmer is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. 
This trimmer also has proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After trimming your footballs, show them some love with Manscaped Liquid Formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are here to take your ball game to the next level. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FINFANS. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. Well, you know, there, there's, you have to go back because he's been here a while. And mm-hmm. uh, if you look over the last 15 or 20 years or however long he's been here, he's had part to do with the draft. Um, and you really have to question it. I mean, you know, as much as you want to like the guy and, you know, stability is good if you can put good people in position, but uh, they failed to do that. Now, when, yeah, if winning goes with stability. Right. And, <laughs> and I thought, you know, they were bringing in Marvin Allen and uh, uh, Reggie McKenzie and, and people that knew what they were doing, but it hasn't, it hasn't shown results. I guess McKenzie, I believe, left. And uh, I don't know, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see it on the field, and that's where you got to see it. Mm-hmm. And so you think – that, uh, I think they should clean house in the scouting department. I honestly do. We're we're cheering over here for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm popping in a beer. Yeah, yeah. Now. Yes, you're. Yeah. All right, Lou. And that's the right answer. <laughs> so you know, in regard to Greer, you know, I've been on him for years. Me and Mike have had these discussions going back, you know, probably two, three years now when I joined the podcast. And um, We've you know, all you have that, to Lewis. do. What's that? We've had them long before that. Yeah, but I joined what three years ago, whatever yeah, it was. I mean, two you years and I ago. have discussed it long. Before oh, discussed that. him. Oh, absolutely yeah. for a good while. Um, all you have to do, I mean, you know, to summarize, Greer is look at the amount of impact players that have been in Miami. Right? I mean, guys, we have to go back to to legitimately have a superstar on this team. I mean, how far back do we have to go? Think about that for a minute, Ricky, Xavier, Howard. Jason Taylor. Yeah. I mean, That's I it. would say X-Man is is a star. Is he a mm-hmm. superstar? Do you put him up there with an Aaron Rodgers or, a, you know, or any of these type of football players, um, you know, to where they're making action figures, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. where they're making an action figure of one of the guys? Absolutely not. I mean, we haven't had that type of player since Ricky, Jason Taylor, maybe Zach Thomas. So um, all to summarize him up, I mean, that's basically all you have to look at. You look at the free agent signings. Uh, you know, they have failed over and over again over the years. The drafts, the drafts he was involved with before being the GM because he was, you know, he was up there in regard to the scouting department as well and making a lot of decisions at that point. Uh, he's failed us. You know, our organization for the last 20 years – you know, he's basically responsible for putting those teams together for a good amount of those. And, um, 
you know, we're kind of, you know, at the bottom. Us, the trades, I mean, think about it. We traded, you know, a Lawson for McKenney. We felt that he was going to add to our linebacking crew this year. And the guy didn't even make the team out of camp. I mean, you know, y- you have to evaluate players and you have to have some understanding of what it's going to take to get them on the field and to become a, you know, a positive impact on your team. And he just hasn't been able to do that, you know, in, in every way, shape or form. So, you know, he does have to go, in my opinion. I think that, um, you know, it, it's a no-brainer at this point. No-brainer. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever seen a guy that's worse, you know, um, Mike, in picking, like, running backs? <laughs> when he signed oh. Rita, I, I was like, "What? why? Why? This guy has a history of injury. By the way, Greer, if he sees a guy injured, they they immediately we got to either sign him or draft him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're an injured guy, Miami's got a spot for you. And he was full. Oh, you want you got you guys want to laugh on this? I mean, when I first went down there for the thing for the for this for the practice, my buddy does radio down there, Andrew Korch, <laughs> and uh, he owns radio stations too. We grew up together, and Korch, I see the 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 facility is with South with Baptist Hospital, and I look at him, I go, I figured it out. That's what the Dolphins are doing. That's why we get all these screwed up players because, you know, we, it's some kind of deal with Baptist Hospital in order to, to, to get these guys and somehow make them shine in Miami because look at the guys we're signing. Yeah, I'll do my close and then we can have a little open mm-hmm. discussion about it because I know mm-hmm. Alex is chomping at the bit to make a couple more points, oh my God. especially about running backs. Oh, so. yeah. That's my so uh, well, I didn't like his promotion from GM to VP of operations or whatever, you know, uh, Lord and master of personnel, uh, when it happened, because when we fired Gase, we were ringing the bell. I mean, it was Gase's pure incompetence that we were ringing this funeral bell every week on the podcast. And, uh, you know, just counting down the days until we fired him (laughs) from er pretty early on that season. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the end, I, at that point, you know, Greer was the GM, and we felt that he should go too because he just wasn't hitting a high enough percentage of the picks that were being made. Um, and, you know, I understand that Tannenbaum was getting a lot of blame for that, but the person that was making the picks wasn't Tannenbaum. He was doing the terrible contracts and stuff. Um, it was really Greer that was making the picks. So um, when he was hired even to the GM spot in the first mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. I wrote a little article and published it. At, you know, we weren't doing a podcast or anything like that at the time. And I said it was mostly about Tannenbaum, and it was addressed to Ross. And I said, "You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. I coach business people, right? And so when I'm hiring somebody for a leadership position on my team, I'm going to look at their resume. I'm going to talk to them and you know have all that conversation in an interview and everything. But I, it, you don't get an interview with me if you don't have success somewhere on your resume." So where has where was Tannenbaum successful and where was Chris Greer successful? The one time that I'm I'm in favor of promoting from within, if you know you have a good human being that works hard and is smart, right? Plus has had some model somewhere in the career of success to follow, somebody who taught them to how to be successful, someone that showed them the way to be successful, and he had, he didn't have it. He didn't have it. He's been part of the Dolphins since what Jimmy left, I guess, and and yeah. So, uh, where did he get his example of how to be successful in that role? He didn't. 
And now we've had him, you know, as a scout, as a leader, as a GM and VP of operations. And it's the same story over and over and over and over. And you have to take a look at the whole body of work and say, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. Yeah. My whole point, I was, uh, I just want to chime in on this, is that he's had nine picks, nine high picks in the last two years, which he did a great job accumulating <laughs> those picks. You know, we've, I've never seen a guy tear down a team quite as well as he did. You know, they, the, what he did to Houston back here, we are with Houston again, those four, uh, two seconds, two firsts. Uh, he did a great job, even getting a pick, you know, for Minka. Which I I love his pass. I think that kid's incredible. I think incredible. that's Flo's fault, though. But that, that was that was probably Flo's fault on yeah. that. But still, he got a, he got a first round pick. He turned it into Jackson. That's what that's what Weir does. Yeah. You know, he take he, he a take, pro bowler into the he, worst offensive lineman in the NFL. He takes gold and makes you know crap out of it, and that and that's what that's why he's got it go those those nine picks, and not to mention his infatuation with bringing in injured players. It's 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 just to the point that it's it's appalling. You know, I mean, uh, the drafting of Tua, regardless of where we were on the fence, all of us, I loved Tua before he got injured. When mm -hmm. he got injured, it's tough. And he, and he passed up. A, that became the risk factor in, in the business transaction. That's 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 right? what he does. We loved Tua. We loved his yeah. championship caliber mm -hmm. and slinging the ball all over to great, some great wide receivers down there. And we wanted him. We yeah. wanted him when we first saw him step on the field for the championship game, having not played a game. Awesome, Awesome kid. An awesome person yeah. too, but you know he. he that, that's but, but that the, injury is a but giant that is Greer. Risk. Greer's just getting all these injured guys left and right, uh, in every single position. It seems like everybody was injured, even our free agents. I mean, Fuller is Mister Injury. Mackenzie was injured. Mackenzie. I mean, we could go on. We, yeah, we the, the possibility could last for ten years if we keep yeah. talking about Greer and his injuries. But the point is, I I think we're all in in. Uh, in agreement that he's got to go. Well, let, you know, let's, let me bring something else up because I, I, I want your guys' opinion on this situation. So we're cruising along mm -hmm. last year um, with Fitzpatrick at quarterback, okay? And a decision was made in regard to bringing Tour in at that point, okay? Now, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. with the outcome of what took place last year, it was a major, major mistake. Who do you guys feel was responsible for that move? Do you think that Greer put pressure on Flores to put two in? Because um, I know Mike's thoughts mm -hmm. on this, and I know my obviously thought no. my obvious thoughts on it. But I wanted you know you guys to express yourself on that situation. Okay, I'll take that. I the way the way Greer uh, acted and the way Flo acted, it seemed to me a hundred. Thousand percent. Here we go. That it was Greer that was pulling Alex whatever. Is bad at man. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, it's a hundred percent right. Because because if you, if it's if it's Flo's guy, he's not torturing the kid like this, pulling him out. Uh, you know, really playing. You know, the, that that behavior that the the Flo did. I mean, that that basically was tearing down two every every two seconds. I'm positive that Gailey looked at it because Gailey was a better offensive coordinator than these three. Don't get me started on the co-coordinator thing. Uh, they're better than all these coordinators that we have right well, now. Coaching is our next topic. Yeah, all these coordinators <laughs> that we have are not as good as Ga Gailey knew and has limited as, as or as old or whatever we want to call Gailey, the dinosaur. Well, he knew that Tua, Tua was not ready. Yep. And that's not a that's not a sin. Tua was not. He didn't even know the playbook. He even yes. admitted it. Tua was not ready, man. So so I, I this was and, and and Flo was like, I got to play this guy. Oh my god, I'm pulling him. And I think it would that be that added to the drama and the disaster that 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 came about 
so my opinion, yeah, it was Greer. Greer either got ordered or whatever it is to put him in, and and Flo was not too happy with it. Neither was uh, neither was uh, Mr. Gailey. That's that's a result of this broken system that we mm-hmm. have. That, so know? does it go all the way to the top? Do you think Ross influenced Greer? And I think somebody influenced Ross to make this decision. Yes, it could have been. Who knows? Who who cares? At this point, it was it was not the right time to put two in. Yeah, and agree. You know, it it wasn't going to be a meaningful season in the sense that you know we weren't going to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Fitz, but. Uh, you know, if a guy's coming back from an injury that that's that significant, that mm-hmm. wrecks people's gr- uh, careers, you know, mm-hmm. Bo Jackson was yep. done when when his hip blew out like that. Uh, then why not give him a full year, learning the playbook, learning the system? Why draft him if he's so injured? I mean, that's uh, then there's that too, oh, right? God. If you're making that decision, if if it's your job to make that, you know, as fans, we were in love with Tua for all those championship reasons, right? But if it's my job as GM, I'm looking at every guy and I'm doing my homework. And, you know, it, we may have ended up with Herbert because... God, it doesn't stop. There's Even no emotion wa- involved. There should be no emotion involved. If I have one more person tell me a Waddle looks like he's limping, well, we got him. We knew he was injured. It's, 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 it goes all the way down. It's every single, you know... Oh, wow. Yeah, that's another move that Alex and I hated. Mm-hmm. We loved it. We ended yeah, up I with have, the third yes. pick it's in the just, draft because Houston truth. was so bad. Uh, from the beginning, from I, way, I mean, while we were in the middle of the season last year. We're doing season, the countdown. We were we were saying, we're going to draft Chase. Mm-hmm. We need a number mm-hmm. one receiver. Uh, Jamar Chase, Chase is, uh, you know, potentially one of the best receivers to come out of of college in, in how many years. It doesn't matter that he's not playing this season because of COVID. Uh, he's just that next level guy. He's got all the tools. He's got all the physical attributes. He's just, you know, he, he could be the next mm-hmm. Megatron. And what's happening yep. right now? Yeah. So, I mean, ding, yep. ding, ding, Alex and Scott were right. And, and the full credit, I think the first person to actually mention it was your son. My son, yeah. My, my son. And we all uh, went and ran and did our homework. My son and, went to the yeah. University of Miami, but he's a big, um, son, you know, uh, be a football fan, college football fan. And he was the one that was telling us first also about Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Could you imagine Everybody that? Everybody wanted huh? him. Justin Jefferson, a good running back, and – and uh, and Herbert, I mean, it would have been yeah. The amazing. three of us were a little bit split on between Swift and Dobbins and, and I Taylor. Swift, I mean, whatever. Taylor was there. We we draft yeah. we drafted two guys, Igbenogany and Hunt, with Taylor still on the board. So, you know, just to add to what you guys already <laughs> mentioned, now could you imagine this team with Herbert Jefferson and say Jonathan Taylor on this squad? I mean that's and and, and throw chase right in and then too. you throw chase in the following year forget it now you know in that situation more than likely you're probably going Sewell if you have those three guys on your team already you know you you have to address the offensive line but um, I'll tell you what I mean that that would have been a phenomenal offense that's like a legendary offense like right out of the box but I Lewis mean, but you know well, what you Lewis know, we sa- still yeah. think of the Chargers as San Diego. Right, even yeah, though they, they everybody moved, does. We lived here so yeah. long and everything. The Chargers were a bad team for a long time, and in two seasons they drafted well and they did free agency well. And now they have, you know, a cornerstone quarterback. They have wide receiver talent. They fixed their offensive line was as bad as ours was, and they fixed it in one off season. Mm-hmm. You know, going to get the a center from. Green Bay, Green Bay. Lindsay, you know, yeah. drafting a we couple, drafting smart. You know, I just, 
I, I'm not a Chargers fan. I'll never be a Chargers fan. But and, and, and again, Greer got a chance to get to get Creed Humphreys, a, a center that's now starting for the Chiefs, and it, it doesn't even. It's, it's just somebody, these guys were there. It's not if we know about these guys. How does he not know about these guys? Yeah. Anyway, Mike, we've been building that line since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you, it sounds like you've had practice with that line. Yeah, I have. Yes, it's just it's the truth. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you uh, empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets if they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So remember, with regard to that Iggy pick, yeah, and don't forget we actually traded back. Yes. In that round. That's correct. Yeah. Because we had like a pick 24, I want to say, mm-hmm. and it went back to 28 or 29 when, right. when we traded with Green Bay. So, and this yeah. year, if we would have taken Harris, that Pittsburgh guy. You know oh, I mean? God, forget I mean, it. You know, we would be, we don't have a single yep. cornerstone guy in that, that whole draft. It's when we didn't get drafts. Harris, when we didn't get Harris, I'm like, okay, this front office has shown us over and over that they don't value the running back. And, and guys, guys. With get, the broken Scott. retreads that they brought in here, like Howard. Okay. I mean, we had fans say, you guys need to stop talking about Howard every week. We can't take it anymore. Okay, but but guys, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to go off subject on this real quick, Scott and, you know, Mike, Lou. But, man, I was a Phillip guy. I liked him, right? But I was a big Rousseau guy. Right. Yeah. And, and this is all public record. I, you guys, have, if you ever hear any, I was just big tight because not only is he a good kid, he's got like a seven foot four windspan. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know, the guy had fifteen and a half sacks uh, the year before. You know, and th- and th- and and he led the nations in sack, and he he missed two games because of uh, the idiot coach down there. Right. But anyway, now you look at Philip. Philip was a good player, decent guy, but. He wasn't a linebacker. Now we drafted him as a linebacker. In this last game, he had one play that he did uh, uh, pressure, and that's it. No, no tackles, no, uh, no sacks, and any nothing, anything, nothing. You get. It's almost like he wasn't even playing. Apparently, he's playing on. I a think bad he's playing ankle. on a bad team. Yeah, I saw him make the injury. Report. He's playing on yeah. a bad what, Alex? What he said? A bad team. It's a bad coaching. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the kid yeah. was drafted out of position, from what I see. It sounds like we're transitioning to coaching at this. No, point. no, but, but we but, might but, as well, right? You know, I mean, we it's, might as well. It's, it's all connected, so. So the head coaching now, because the offensive line, I could, I could, I could rag all over that. The reason, the, well, the coaching four. as a whole, starting with Flo. Well, 
Who Alex want? wants to go first. Okay, let me let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. He's rising up out of his seat. Let me right. tell you, man. If we, if, if I want a new coach, and I want to coach this offensive minded, and I, I, I got to give credit to uh, to Andrew Korch again, my my good friend down in Miami. We were talking, and we were. I was throwing names like uh, Kellen Moore. You know, I said, you know, I like that kid, young. He says, Alex, we need a coach with experience. I said, who's out there? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, who has a Miami history, who has a Super Bowl ring, who had who as is a, a coach, as a coach, uh, who out coached uh, Belichick and you know su- suck it to him with a third string quarterback. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, geez, I mean, come on, that, right. that quarterback he can't even play for the Bears, who's got the worst the worst offense than us. The only team in the NFL with the worst offense, are the Bears, and this kid can't even start for them. But when you look at this, Doug Peterson. I think that kind of coach is what we need in Miami. A coach that has that history. You know, you guys remember he won the the Shula's game that pushed him as the winningest coach in history. Yes, he There's did. He gr- quarterbacked that game. Yep. He quarterbacked in Philadelphia, in which Philadelphia. I find ironic. Didn't do it very yeah, well, but you know he yes. he did enough to win the game. <laughs> he was yep. there, but yep. the, the, he but, got carried off the or helped carry Shula. Shula off. But, but yes, what, he did. But what I, what I believe is that we need a, a coach that does have experience, that does have a history. That I mean, we've tried all these coordinators. I mean, we could go down the list, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every coordinator, who, you want Philbin? I mean, who? I mean, Philbin wasn't even, but, but whatever. These guys, coach, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, it was horrific. We, go down, the, we yeah. go down the line, and the only coaches that have done anything well for our team of let's put Shula, you know, let's put him to the side because Shula, Shula, Shula. But if you look at Jimmy Johnson, you know, head coach experience. Wants to, the last coach that's won a, a playoff game for us. He had co- head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, those are the guys that we want. That's the, those and are a the Super guys. Bowl ring, although it wasn't as a head coach. Yeah, but still he had it. And he was a nice guy, too. We met him, but cool guy. Yeah. But the, the bottom line is I do <laughs> I do think that the, that I like to see Flo go uh, and his entire uh, staff, okay. which I think you're is already, worthless. You're like a full step ahead. You're picking the next coaches. So yeah. why do you want to see Flo go? <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Okay. I mean, that's the okay. topic, right? Well, okay, why? Why do we want to see Flo go? Uh, he was picked by Greer. That's a good start. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I think Flo uh, is probably one of those guys that's going to be a hell of a defensive coordinator, kind of like Quinn over in Dallas. I mean, Dan Quinn's a great coach, great coordinator coach. But he's not a head coach. Uh, he can't pick a, 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 a coordinator to, to save his life. Uh, four offensive line coaches we mentioned in three years. Not to go down the fact that, um, you know, he, he picks this coordinator circus thing that he has in Miami that I don't know what, what that means. But we're the only team in the world that throws a, a screen pass or uh, a naked uh, screen in the in our own end zone. Screen. In our own end zone. In the history of football, no one's ever done that play. Why? Because it's stupid. Most and, and yet we have the play I've ever seen in my life. It, it was embarrassing. I didn't know. I couldn't find a bag fast enough to put on my head. I, I was like, "What are you doing?" So if this is this is the coaching that we have, that's what Flo has brought to us. And 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 also, what is coaching, guys? Seeing our, our guys get better, our team go forward. Who can you tell me right now? Put everybody on the spot. Name me a player that's that's that has progress, not regress, because every guy just named the whole team. But someone has has. That has progressed. Someone that's become a better player from last year that's been on our team. Um, 
I can come up with one. I mean, if if we're doing, are we doing this? Sure, <laughs> let's go do it. For it. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you give me one, I'll be happy. Well, like we two, need some positive nuggets in here. Two, so. I'll be ecstatic. I, I think Dieter has come a long way to become the starting center. I mean, before he got hurt, I believe he was grading out as our best offensive lineman. So from where You're he right. came to where he was in regard to not even playing the center position. I felt he was doing a decent job. So there's one you for got, you. There's um, one. There's you know, one. Good. Hey, Mike, Mike, you got one for us? Gasicki. Uh, oh, that's a good I one. He, yeah. I think he's, he has, he's playing. Yeah. He's getting open. He's getting open downfield. The, the one thing you can't look at when you, you say Gasicki is his bro- blocking grades. So one of the worst. Oh, no. Because yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. they they are low and stay low. and Hideous. And they're always going to be low. Scott, just say yeah. it. He's Hideous. Not, he's, he's not a very physical <laughs> player he's just yeah. not physical yep but when you look at the guys that have regressed i mean yes. van, van ginkle has has disappeared yep. yep baker has baker has become one of the worst linebackers. Still love baker baker is one of the worst he was linebackers flying around right the now. field and putting pressure on and but you know, you know i would throw wilkins if you if you have to tell me i think he he's been one guy that's, he has that's he, he's, been, he's been better he's been better but I you agree. know I, but we're pulling at straws we got three three players when we're a young team everyone else has gotten worse especially jackson <laughs> Jackson just rated as our worst special team player. Last time we looked at PFF, wait, wait, he was you, number one. Yeah, but did in you, the NFL, number yeah, one. Uh, uh, well, and giving up, and giving up pressure, and, and he yes. missed the game. But 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 he's so he's so he's he's so good at being bad that he's the the worst special team player. I mean, <laughs> that block kick that, that we witnessed that block kick. You know who gave up the, the that block kick? Jackson. See, me and Mike I mean, couldn't figure that out. I mean, I asked him. It was Mike, him. You know, me and Mike were mm-hmm. talking about it, and I said, Mike, who was it? And Jackson. he said, I don't know. I couldn't see the numbers. <laughs> and It was 70. There you go. You gave us the answer, Mike. Remember we were That's discussing it. this? Well, I mean, if we were going to guess, we would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty easy guess. Yeah. And by the way, guys, he on the had to be involved. It had Austin Jackson had to be involved in that, right? You yeah. guys, you never guys fails. didn't see this. You guys didn't see this, but the extra point—they probably—I don't know if you did see it. I mean, but but in in person, it almost got blocked, and it was him. It was him so, again. So so I blame the coaching guys. Yeah, yeah. Why is this offensive line still putting him out there? Yeah. Why is, is this career o- telling him he's yeah. my first round pick? So you have to start him. Yeah. Is Flo seeing something in practice that we're not seeing it in game time? Because if you look at every bit of data that's out there in game time, he just sucks. Because if we saw it, Scott, the the, the Atlanta co- coaches saw it. Come on, that they knew what was the weakness, and they went after it and blocked the kick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible. All right, Mike. Mike's been too quiet. So in terms of the the topic that we're getting all passionate about what what's your uh, what's your position on coaching coaching mm-hmm. I'm I'm sweeping them all out clean house baby. I'm sweeping them all out yeah. I, I'm not I am not impressed um, I don't like the way he handled the quarterback situation last year and uh, you know the team has regressed the defense re- regressed he's a defensive coach right you wouldn't expect that mm-hmm. um, I just think that. That he's failed. I mean, nice guy. He's he'll probably make a good coach ten years from now. But right now, I don't think he's ready. Yeah, I uh, agree. I mean, listen. Here, here's my take on the whole thing. Right. I mean, last year Greer did a lot of good things. Right. Special teams. We were faking field goals, and the punter Flo. was throwing touch. Flo did it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, with <laughs> it, the bottom <laughs> line is he oversaw a really good defense last year. Right. Now. 
Yep. And um, special teams. Yeah, and special teams. I mean, he did a really, really good job. Now, we already discussed the decision to to bench Fitzpatrick because the offense at that point was playing at a pretty good level. Uh, you know, they went into San Francisco and beat up on him. You know, they they threw the ball deep. You know, they made some plays. And Fitzy was doing enough to win us football games. And that's all we needed with the way the defense was playing. So, you know, it boils down to who made the decision, you know, last year. And I, you know, I personally feel that it came from upstairs. Now, I think Flores should probably be held on to for another year. Because, as I said, we were playing at a very high level last year. I don't think he's personally responsible for everything that's going on. I think that the personnel, guys, you think about it, right? We had a few decent players to this football team. And, um, you know, it's a whole different season. You know, the problem is, is that they're, they're drafting has just been horrendous. You know, you, you don't necessarily look at a guy like Waddle and say, well, he wasn't um, a bad draft pick. You know, he, he was a pretty solid draft pick. You look at the guys that we could have had and should have had. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you have to look at. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not trying to get down and out on a guy like Waddell or a guy like mm-hmm. Phillips, but the bottom line is there were better players there. When we yeah, drafted, I mean, there was different circumstances and better opportunities for us to have some impact players, and he doesn't have any to work with. He we, just doesn't. We got sold that line that we wanted Waddle all along. Right. You remember that? Yep. And, 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 and if yep. that's if, true, the guys, if that's the true, guys that's are true, that's a worse firing offense right there. If that's you actually thought Waddle was going to be a better player than Chase and Pitts, then you don't understand player personnel Crazy. and you need to go. You haven't Crazy. watched a football game your entire Here's life. Here's my question to you guys. Okay. How much input do you think Flores has in the personnel decisions? I think he is solely responsible for cutting players from the team. Yep. That's so what all those is. people that have been cut and gone elsewhere and been successful, it's a sign of bad coaching for two reasons. One, Flo didn't understand the talent level well enough or um, you know, whatever in order to cut them. And two, if they were truly performing that bad and then immediately, I don't mean like a year later started doing better, went somewhere else and immediately started playing at a higher level. we got three linemen that are starting someplace co- else right. that are playing much then better than Then it's coaching, it's team. coaching, it's mm-hmm. coaching. But was it money also? I mean, did it come down to money with some of these no. offensive linemen no, because we're discussing? Oh, with Flowers. Only maybe in Flowers' case. In, uh, flowers, in, in the Flowers' situation. We didn't situation. save that much We only money saved with $2 million on $2 million Flowers. Bucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not even worth it. Because we had to pay Washington for him to go back there. Right. Not to mention that we did that for Tannehill. And that's the how that worked, that worked out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Tannehill had a seven-year run. We were all ready for yeah, him to go. Because our, our team He couldn't put a team on him. his back. He's still, you know, he's excelling because he has uh, a lot of talent around Henry, him. Henry. He's got Henry. Henry. He's got a good offensive line. He's got good wide receivers. He's got good coaching. He's got everything. Know. But yeah. but let me address uh, Lou, you know Lou's got a good, good question as far as like you know who's what is Flo responsible for I think there's certain picks I think Greer is the guy that likes to collaborate you know and yes. work with people he seems as a like GM should yeah yeah but I mean you want to line up who you're picking with the scheme yeah wasn't of your it coaching Par- wasn't staff. it Parcells that said I got to pick the ingredients that I'm going to cook with or whatever you know I, I understand right. that but Scott but, you but, go ahead Alex I'll let you finish yeah I just want I just want to finish a quick a quick thought on that I think. There's certain people that have his name all over it, Noah, uh, Noah for example, mm-hmm. and tight ends. There's some damn reason why 
there's some infatuation <laughs> with these tight ends. We keep we keep signing anybody uh, who's a tight end, and I mean, I, sometimes I, you know, I don't know. It just drives me nuts. I love, I love perpetuating jokes. I love it. I saw a joke that someone I can't even remember who you know put it's on Armando Saguero. He likes tight ends at some point, and not that one. Okay, uh, and uh, <laughs> and I know Armando, and it was like one I think of those, he does uh, like tight ends, superhero hands. You know, pressing uh, one button or the other button you know in 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 a gif and uh somebody put that you know put the dolphins logo on it and then said you know one button said tight end and the other one said quarterback because yeah. I, I have i have sent that thing out 50 you mean, times you mean cornerback then. right every time we make a move corner cornerback cornerback okay. right. quarterback am i here yeah yeah no i mean our philosophy alex and i share about quarterbacks is more the new england philosophy which is ever since Marino left, we should have drafted a quarterback every year, no matter who we had as a starter. You mm-hmm. just keep drafting. It's one, you know, maybe you drafted in, you know, round three, maybe mm-hmm. you drafted in round five. You're taking a mm-hmm. shot every single year because you never know when the, you know, even if you have an Aaron Rodgers, he might go down. And if you still want a shot at the playoffs, then you're constantly trying to backfill the position the single most important position on the field so and we don't do that we we have it never done they that. should yeah we so. never have never have you uh, what, what else do we have to say about coaching well you look at the philosophy right you know what is it exactly you bring in an undersized quarterback okay and you mm-hmm. don't address the offensive line situation and me and mike talk about this through every podcast it's like you know what you have in Austin Jackson, and Jesse Davis isn't far behind at the other tackle position. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him either. Um, right. So, you know, those are your tackles. Now, you have some young guys, you know, at the at the guard positions, you know, with Kinley and He Hunt. must throw good parties because they keep electing him as a team captain. Right, exactly. Yeah, that was another <laughs> – that's a whole other avenue in regard to the team captains. <laughs> the team captain, that that's sense. amazing. When Mike read them off to me, I was like, Okay, <laughs> like yeah. one of these really makes an awful lot of sense. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, you, you draft a guy like Tua and you have the opportunity to, to draft a guy like a, a Sewell or you come back and take Slater a little bit later and not move around if you're not going to take a chase or a Pitts. And that's what we thought their thought process was when they tr- when they traded down, right, when they moved down mm-hmm. in the draft. You you yeah, take move down to twelve or back 12, up twelve and then which and was then the back even up, worse move which was right exactly but at that point if you're doing that you're assuming that they're going to take Sewell right you don't you don't expect them to take Waddle at that point at least I didn't and then you come back and you take Najee Harris at the running back position now what is going to help Tua. A, a, a basically a guy like a Waddle or an offensive tackle and a dominant running back who does not leave the field, who is a dual threat. You don't, you can't really key on him as a runner because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. This, this was the perfect guy to compliment to in the backfield. And instead we went the route that we went and their whole basic, you know, <laughs> 
ideas in regard to how they're structuring this football team, there's no logic behind it. They're all over the friggin' place to be, you know, to be plain and simple about it. They have no plan. They have no game plan. I mean, if they did, they would have surrounded him by those two players this year. And we would have all been much happier. We would have had a dominant running back for years to come and a dominant offensive tackle. And you have somewhat of a foundation around a quarterback that needs these type of players. You know, it's just that yep. simple. And our yep. number one lineman today, guys, is Eichenberg, by far yep. the best lineman. So, so he yes. did that good, and we would have then had a decent offensive line and a very good running back. Yeah, He's absolutely. Right. That, that type of I love but that. We I didn't. Agree. We didn't. We weren't big fans of Karras, and we're you know during the season last year looking at you know one of the one of the positions that we want to upgrade a center, and we mm-hmm. knew that the Green Bay had the number one center in the league, and that he was going to be a free agent, and said. We need to go after that guy. Mm-hmm. And then we said, if we don't get that guy because somebody else outbids us for him, there's a center in the draft. His name is Oklahoma. Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And he's a, he's a stud. Uh, and we really need to consider, you know, second round drafting that guy in the second round. And, and, and he was there and we passed him. And now he's – who's he playing for? Just dominating? Kansas City. Yeah. Well, Kansas City has problems. No, but, but he's playing well. Not because well, of the center. But he's yeah. playing well. Uh, but, you know, guys, w- one of the interesting things is that uh, automatically when, when they did this move back and forth, whatever thing that, that Greer did so we can that, that we can miss all the best he gambled on players. Himself. Yeah, you you took yeah, the words from oh him. Yeah. That he that he gambled on himself by by I, I believe I honestly believe when you do a trade and we were asking to move up, right? So the position was basically Philadelphia had the the cards. I believe uh, No, no. Yes. We, uh, we were yeah. Yes. Mike, you can clarify that because you just did this on yes, the on the page. Yes. Yeah, You're Philadelphia right. had yes, the cards and that's it. yeah, yeah. 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 So, so Philadelphia had the cards, and Philadelphia said, and that's why if I'm Philadelphia, and they're telling, they're asking me, "Hey, who 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 made the decision? Oh, that was that was Greer. I would give him all the credit because I don't give a damn. I'm sitting, I'm sitting with his number one pick, which is right now the second pick in the draft. Yeah. I firmly believe that they were the ones who demanded that pick instead and, of San Francisco. Yeah, pick, except, yeah. except for now we are the second pick in the draft. Yeah. And that uh, so be. far. Yeah. I mean, that's a, unbelievable. Yeah, it's true. So we're gonna have San Francisco's pick, and uh, let's hope they keep losing. Philly is gonna have our pick. Yes, yeah, I think San Francisco is around thirteen, I believe. Uh, at this They're point. at two and four. They have a tough division, so yeah. you know we got to keep yeah. praying that they continue to lose. You know, Kittle comes back next week, so uh, that's not gonna help the situation. <laughs> Yeah, of course. He's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. He has, now, so. he has. But yeah. um, that whole team is injured. Yeah, the number one injured team in the NFL is the Ravens, and look what a good coach does. Incredible, yeah. right? Yeah, and a good quarterback. They just keep winning for the most part. <laughs> yeah, they've except lost. for what Cleveland did to them. That was a shocker. That's okay. Yeah. They still, they still have a pretty good record. <laughs> so uh, let's finish up our our co four way fun podcast with some, some more. Let's try and pull some positives out of the players. We. We, we we identified a few. Good luck, guys. I'm going to sit and listen. <laughs> we identified a few that, you know. Great. Yeah, that's great. Bucked the trend in got- terms of uh, growing or not growing, right? So who is still balling? Who cares? Who has not quit? Who is who is out there and, and there's somebody to cheer for right now? On our team? Yeah. <laughs> I got one guy, the same guy I said before, Wilkins. Okay. 
I say Agba yeah. is playing pretty well. I like the way oh my Agba. God. His, Agba. His yeah, his rating is what do we say like 91? ninety 91? or ninety one right now. It's out out of the atmosphere. Um, like, yeah. I think Gaskin, you know, for where he came from and the position like that he's been put in, I think he does a, a pretty solid job. I mean, no no blocking up front. Um, you know, he he is what he is. You know, he's. He's put in as basically a starter. I mean, you know, I mean, going back to, you know, our our free agents. I mean, Malcolm Brown. I mean, seriously, that's the best (laughs) you can do. We we called it Howard Part Two. Yeah, exactly. You know, we we said the same exact thing. I mean, you know, you've got a guy basically that's comparable to Howard, and uh, this is how you address the running back position. I mean, you know, this is this is the reason we can't pick up. First downs on third and one and fourth and one because you don't have an offensive line and you don't have a running back that can basically create when there's not something there, right? Um, right. You know, it is what it is, but we're, we're going to stay positive. So, you know, I think Gaskin is an. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it, it's hard to stay positive and not, you know, slightly go negative, you know, every time you talk about the team. But, you know, I think Gaskin is a guy that overachieves, you know, for the most part yeah. because of where he came from. He's a very, very solid player. He'd be a nice spell to somebody that that should really, you know, they really need to bring in a starting running back. So, yeah, you know, he I, has a de- decent yard per carry and and he can catch. I call him a poor man's Tony Nathan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but uh, you know, yeah, you know much. who's you know who's a worse blocker than Gasecki? Yeah, Gaskin. Gaskin, right. The reason that Brown was out there is because Brown could block. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and Gaskin cannot block. He whiffs almost. He has Brown's his rating is so low that he basically whiffs on every block attempt. Yeah, he's terrible. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. And again, you know, I hate going backwards <laughs> once again, but which which I just Brown did. Brown yeah. wasn't doing a very good job either. I watched him on certain yeah. plays, and oh my God, he just got blew up. I can't remember what game it was. Me and Mike were talking on the I phone. I remember the time. game. Yes. And I'm like, what the frig? It. He's out there specifically for that reason, and he can't he get the job get either. Get get it done. It, it, it looked like a Put ball. Wilkins back there, for the love of God, and just have him. He'd probably be our best offensive lineman if we put him, <laughs> if we took he, him from the defense. He has the mental side. attitude for yes. it. Yep. Yeah. I if mean, you listen to him, if you follow him, you see what he has to say. He'd certainly put his energy into it. I mean, there, there I say Waddle is players who are playing well. Yeah, Waddle's playing well. I, w- I would say yeah. Waddle And is. I see growth there. Yeah. Hey, and, you know, every – you know, two is such a divisive thing, but in the last two games, hasn't he been more productive? Yes. yes. Yeah. With, it, top with five, the worst – Top five quarterback. With the, the worst games. offensive line or the second worst offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, he's but he's still. drawing three-yard passes, so it's all relative. Yeah, yeah. It's, him him and, our, and Jones. But yeah. – Matt Jones. Oh, so I'll take the moment, and I started it earlier, and I said we sat down, and before the game even started, I said, Alex, I want to see one bomb. You didn't get it. And I and I want to <laughs> see it thrown to a non-slow player, meaning one of our speedsters is streaking down the sideline and Tua drops a dime on him. Right. Wilson. At least one. And I said, wouldn't it be a shock? No one would expect it if we did that on the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! We that run up the phenomenal. middle, yeah. 
on the first play of the game every time if i'm a defensive coordinator i'm like well okay what the first play we know they're going to run up the window middle so second and 13 <laughs> here we go second and 13 yeah. austin jackson false start <laughs> second, <laughs> second and 18 the, th the thing is this right i mean it does not take all that long to throw <laughs> a fly down to say you get a mod out there right on a linebacker throw a 20 30 yeah. yard fade down the sideline it doesn't take but three seconds you drop I, back I, and you just put some air under it and let these guys run under it you're absolutely right scott i mean and you, it's, you it's not only that it. let me tell you let me tell you how it would fake out people so bad so the atlanta coaches know this mm -hmm. i can tell they know this you know why because they had one high safety yeah, mm -hmm. they had one yeah, the single play. high yes, safety, correct. and everyone else was up in the box or tight. You're absolutely yep. right. And mm -hmm. and I said, look at Waddle; he's out there in the left. The one thing Tua should do right now is look at that safety, snap the ball, stare at the safety to see what his reaction is. If he doesn't cheat left towards Waddle, you throw the freaking ball. Yep. You throw the ball up. Yep. Because the safety won't get there if he doesn't start cheating left in a single high safety situation. And mm -hmm. and he didn't. He started to come up like he was going to stop the run. I'm like, there it is. There it is. There's the opportunity. And of course, Waddle didn't even run a deep route. He just ran a short cross. Short route. I mean, it to me, yeah. you know, we 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 just scratch our heads, you know, in regard to how Waddle's used. He's supposed to have all this great speed and they don't separation. Util separation. Mm -hmm. They don't utilize mm -hmm. him. I mean, Scott, to your point, you know, even if you have Waddle on an island out there and you, you pump fake to that side, you get the safety cheat into that side, you then have Gusecki just do something Alone. in the slot mm -hmm. completely yep. to the opposite side of the field. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to be able to run with him, you know, with that wingspan that he has. You just get you a ball the down there. I mean, yep. you know, they have to get somewhat creative. They have to attempt balls down the field. I mean, it's going to be a long day Sunday if they don't attempt to, you know, at least loosen Buffalo's defense up. I mean, they have to they, do something. Alex and I joke about this, too. The only time that we start loosening up the offense and throwing the ball past 10 yards is uh, halfway through the fourth quarter. <laughs> no, when we're down 18. We're 21 yeah, points. Right? Yeah. We're then, you're facing, then you're facing cover two, cover two men, cover three. You know, there's defensive backs all over the field at that point, and you don't have the same opportunity well, to be successful. In, right? in this game, Scott, when we were watching the game, uh, the, and we do our first drive for the touchdown, I turned to my brother, who's really not a very active fan, and I said, okay, I hope you enjoyed that because now we're not going to do anything to about late in the third quarter. And, and my brother goes to me, how do you know that? How do you know? I go, okay, because that's the, that's the Dolphins. That's a game plan, yeah. which is we're going to script the first plays. We're going to do well. But when it comes, when, when these guys have to coach and get a feel for the game, these coordinators cannot get it done. Nope. That's, it's that simple. That's it. You know? no, so, that's that's, that's one it. of the reasons I want the coaches out of here. I mean, they, they have, <laughs> usually have a good opening drive, and they have a good drive in the third quarter, first drive. Scripted. I, I, I think the majority of Dolphin yep. Nation scoffed at the idea of having two offensive coordinators. Or is it three now? There's a reason. Is it, is yeah, it if you count Fry, Fry it's three. Yeah. I, I think we should have four. It doesn't, four some it doesn't work. It's like never golf. worked. It's, it's like already proven game. this season it's not working. What the – F. Why, hey, why are we still doing it? Hey, Scotty, it? when you said about positive, if I said that all this, everybody's fired, isn't that a positive? Or we're supposed to be looking at the team itself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've never, I've ne unless somebody committed a crime or something, I've never wanted to fire a guy during a season. 
You know? Right. Uh, it's maybe, tough. Maybe it's tough. No, no, we're going to fire them. Hey, not yeah. doing this season. doesn't make sense. So, but, but on Black Monday, man, uh, pull Liscotti. the trigger on at the first moment so you create enough space and time but, to, you know. Isn't that racist? Whole, be out there. Are in the they going to be allowed to call it Black Monday anymore? Wouldn't that be racist? Or They're people probably, would look well, at it. You know, <laughs> I, I guess probably possibly everything uh, else. Everything else is I mean, in San Diego. We got rid of the the Indian that uh, that the represented Aztec. the Aztecs, and they put yeah. some teddy bear. And because they said that the, that this guy was uh, apparently offensive. If you see the guy, he looked like the meanest kick-ass Indian you ever seen in your life. Yeah, as a like, warrior, like, like I, he was I, badass. Like, I, like I had a mill crush on him. I'm like, oh, damn, look at this guy. First, they turned him into a dip. <laughs> first, they turned him into a diplomat with they a got silly married, huh? top hat and everything. I'm like, that's insulting. That's ridiculous. Look at no, that. No, but. but but yeah. listen, let me wipe Anyways. up. Let, let me just touch on the on the positive. You know, it's a crazy positive. I don't think this team has quit on on flow. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's what I see. We wouldn't have taken the lead in the fourth quarter against yeah. Atlanta. If so that, that, the team that, was a bunch of quitters. I think that's the biggest positive that I see in this team because damn, I can't. You guys are great at finding stuff that I can't see. But I, I do agree that that there is some positive. But the biggest thing I see is that this team hasn't quit. Uh, they haven't quit, man. I'd say that. I mean, they've had their share of injuries, too. I mean, we were on our third center, right, mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of games. I mean, we don't have our top receivers. I mean, we don't know what Fuller is going to do up to this point because – How about nothing? We haven't – right. We haven't seen We money. haven't seen him. I mean, Parker, you know, he's supposedly <laughs> playing this Parker. week. But, I mean, you know, it, uh, it's frustration. You know, the two corners were out at some point. Um, so, you know, with that all being said, you know, we're kind of like, I don't know what we're going to do this week. You know, Baker's probably going to be out. Um, we just don't have a lot of depth. We don't have a lot of guys that you feel positive about stepping in anywhere on this football team. And, um, you know, it's a frustration, you know, Albert Wilson's still on this roster. Who the hell knows why? I mean, he's just non-existent. You know, you would think that, Somebody like him would step up, Preston Williams, and we're just not getting it. You know, so again, you know, going back to the positive, that was a little bit of negative. You know, with <laughs> with everything considered in that situation, going back to Tua, I think he's done an exceptional job with all that being Amen. said. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot around him. And, you know, he, he's got all these trade rumors on top of all this other shit that he's got yeah, to deal with. the psychological stuff to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and to his credit, you know, the guy's a winner. You know, my issue mm-hmm. with Tua is his physical attributes. You know, I think that he has to be surrounded by the type of players we talked about earlier. And if we get some type of a few individuals in here that know what the hell they're doing, you know, they may recognize that and say, no, we're fine with to it. You know, let's just get guys around him that are going to make him the best he could possibly be. And until they do that, you know, this, this is what's going to happen with this football team. So. All right. All right. We're, we're at an hour. So let's, uh, let's uh, have some parting shots. Well, that's hour one, right, uh, Scott? Oh, we don't have a second yeah. hour. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we could do this again. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been it's been a it blast. Been. What kind of parting shots? So what what prediction for the next the, the second half of the of the season of the seven? I, yeah. I, I, what happens uh, with the Dolphins second half of the season, and what happens when the season's over? I mean, we we've said what we want. Do we think it will happen? So who wants to go first? Mike, I'll I'll go first. All I don't right. mind. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen. I, I think Greer is probably on thin ice. 
I don't know that Flores is. I think he should be, but I don't know that he is. Um, so that's that's really my answer as far as what I think will happen. As far as the team itself and the and the record going out, um, do we beat I don't the know. Jets? I'd, I'd like I'd like to see them at five and five or what? What? How many games are left? Is it ten? It should be ten. Ten yeah, games. They're one ten and games. six. Yeah, yeah, seven. Right? yeah. 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 So I'd like to see them finish the season five and five, and I, I think they have the schedule to do that if they play well. Lou doesn't think so. No, I know that. I, I can tell why Emily's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue one, to you, one, Lou. One and nine. Yeah, <laughs> good segue. Listen, um, there's nothing over the last seven games that would lead me to believe that we're going to see much of anything different, right? It's the same pattern every single game. The, the, the offense on the other team comes out to start the second half and they go up the field on us in two seconds. And Mm -hmm. you start thinking to yourself, Oh my God, this is just, you know, a constant issue week in and week out. Um, you know, as we mentioned earlier in regard to the, you know, the drives, we come out the scripted drive, we come out, we look strong, and then we go into the tank for a good portion of the game. Um, Every yeah. game has been pretty much the same formula, right? Um, depending yeah. on the competition, okay? So, you know, you had Jacksonville, you had Atlanta, not very good teams. We were able to compete, and we were in the games for much longer. But, guys, you know, I, I hate being this way, but I think that we're going to see a lot of the same through the through the remainder of the season because there's nothing there that believes me to believe anything different. And we just got to hope that some of these younger players, like we mentioned, like Dieter, like Phillips, like Waddle, all of these guys get better. And Tua. going forward, Tua, absolutely, Tua. Holland. Um, Holland. Potential there. Yes. Yeah. All of these young players going forward, you know, get the experience that they need. You know, this is Tua's second season. So next year at the start of, start of the year when he's here, it'll be season three for him. And, you know, that's all we can hope for, guys. I mean, you know, we just got to hope that some of these young players get better and get to the experience that mm-hmm. they need going in the next year. Well, uh, I did all that. That part, that's great. That's, that's really, uh, Louis, that's, that, that's exactly what we hope as Dolphin fans, that these young kids develop something that our, right. our coaching staff, I'm not too sure, is really capable of, of developing, as, especially our offensive line coaching, because uh, it it's shown that Thank we're not you. doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing it. But I do say this. I'm a, I want to da- dazzle you guys with my mathematical abilities here. We're not going to match last season. We have to win 9 out of 10, right? That's yeah. not going to happen. Right. Okay, so we've regressed. Okay. That means that Flo is not moving the team right. We want him. I want him gone. I believe that the only thing I like to see is that I like to see our draft picks in our pocket. I don't want to see the trade happen for for Watson because I want the new administration to come in with a clean house. If they want to trade for Watson, that's cool. But I want the new people making these decisions. If if you're Ross and Garfinkel and you have to go out into the market to recruit a new Mm -hmm. GM, what GM is going to come here if you've traded away the the next three years worth of first round But But also on the other side of the coin, guys, if I'm a a GM and I'm coming in, I got Watson – and he doesn't have all this problem with the massage. If, or if, if, if. Yeah, but if I have him, it's he's unlikely. Clean. I but, think it's unlikely. But have, however, if, we, if we're dreaming yes. here and we're wishing, okay. and it's Christmas, 
and, <laughs> and this kid, it's a hell of an asset. I mean, like Lou said, like Mike said, this guy is a top five quarterback. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I love it, real quick, guys, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the draft picks with a new GM coming in, or would you rather have Watson? Uh, what do you guys think on that? I mean, what would you I rather mean, have going forward right now yeah. with the football team as it is? What would you rather have? The draft picks and a new GM. Okay. And Scott, a, same yeah. thing? Yeah, new coach. Agreed? Well, the problem is is the Watson risk is too high for me. Right. So you'd much rather if, have – If it was Watson two years ago and yes. he wasn't a perv on the side, then 100% Watson. Right. Right? And you're on the but same no, page, it, Mike, right? Yep. More or less. More or less. I'm, I'm, that I'm was committal. I'm straddling the fence here. You're straddling the, the fence. The guy's a really good quarterback, yes. and if he's innocent, I want him. Right. If he's guilty, I don't, like I said before. Okay. So it's got to play out. You know, right. uh, this is not going to be solved by next week. Yeah, judicial system's not going to solve it by, right. by, by, by the trade deadline. By November the exactly. 2nd. Exactly. So you know, I think we're just, fact, yeah. Yeah, we're just wasting time in regard to – even considering it. I mean, unless the Dolphins somehow, some kind of way, have connections to the FBI and all of these other organizations <laughs> to get inside information on this no, stuff, I, think, I don't I see think, it uh, happening. Stuart Weinstein retired, didn't he? he? Stuart Weinstein. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stu. Yeah, you guys listen to the fish tank too. There's some good stories from Stu, Stu on there. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Stu was, yeah, I got some yeah. stories about him. We're not going to talk about him tonight, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> not tonight. No, no, no. Guys, this has been a blast. You guys yeah. are awesome, man. We oh, really, you we guys too. You guys I, and, yeah, Love we appreciate truly it. Truly enjoyed it. Love really it. did. Really we're big, did. We're big fans, man. So All right. Can we manage a go Dolphins on yeah, the count? Yeah, let's do it. All let's right. Do it, Scotty. Three, two, one. Go, go Dolphins. Dolphins. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the pigskin podcast network check out these sites guys there's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy all right until next time be well and take care